0: All right, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, everyone. I am extremely humbled, grateful, and honored, amongst a plethora of other things, uh, to be joined uh, by our great friend, Jeff. Uh, We did a recording uh, with him that was extremely well-received a handful of weeks ago, perhaps approaching the two-month mark approximately, but um, he's back again. I have some things noted down to discuss, uh, but without further ado, Jeff, brother, how you doing? Thanks for coming on, and I hope everything is well on your end. Uh,
1: I'm doing great uh things are good
0: awesome awesome so the first thing i wanted to to jump into with a combination of uh pre-planned talking points maybe like 20 minutes before i started this um and we agreed next time around we'll do a much more cohesive uh point form plan next uh, discussion next time around but the the 100th monkey effect um Based on your military and intelligence experience, to what extent, uh, Jeff, can you speak on this idea of the hundredth monkey effect being either full of crap or something very viable, particularly coming from a, a background, and please tell me if I'm wrong, where the military structure and hierarchy is very rigid. If one person or a handful of individuals, you know, uh, f- fall, uh, you know, off the beaten path of their chain of command, everything goes to crap. Same, uh, one could perhaps apply this to the hundredth monkey effect rippling in a non-cohesive way. Is there anything there, in in your opinion? Um, Yeah,
1: so that that's that's a lot to unpack there. First, let's go with the hundredth monkey monthly effect because that's, that speaks to something I've perceived for a while. In my set and I assess is true and this goes back to something we talked about last time and that's conspiracy theories and where where the theorists get it wrong is they keep trying to always ascribe, you know premeditated culpability in each instance the human agency in each instance when in fact often the the human actor in this is uh the avatar of another agenda they don't even realize and so this alludes to this idea of the 100th monkey effect and this the uh the greater uh underlying collective unconscious that that we emerge from for lack of a better way to put um so yes and when analyzing you know when, when conducting you know predictive forecasting about uh future events or anything you know um right of the bang we sometimes you know project false positives onto the pattern that we're perceiving because there is an underlying force at work that we cannot perceive like I said last time one of the conclusions I've just come to is fantastical as it is is the fact that there are unseen forces that operate on human history I think I just lost you on sound there.
0: Oh, and I had my myself muted. My bad. Um, oh okay. gosh. <laughs> th- so this idea of of unseen forces um, having an impact on on human history or on humans throughout human history, whether modern, ancient, or a bit of both, perhaps. To what extent do I wonder? Does that pot- uh, potential unseen force either effectuate someone to ripple? Um, from the hundredth monkey effect, whether for better or worse, we'll put that to the side. How much of that would you say is an analytical overlay of the, the sovereign individual themselves? And how much is it the underlying force or perhaps the underlying force creating an analytical overlay? You see where I'm going?
1: Yeah. As cliche as this will sound, it all boils down to the self-awareness of the individual. Right the less self-aware you are the more open you are to control and that's in any context
0: okay so if i can if i can apply this in a bit of a a, a layman's practical let's i'm going to use a, a party example here so if you have someone that's a big uh, uh abuser of drugs or something like this this idea of as they're come say they're coming down from a, a high of any kind if they're experiencing any withdrawal effects, it's not them experiencing it so much as it is perhaps their vessel container shell, something like this, which speaks to the idea of realizing okay, this is gonna pass. I don't need to freak out. Therefore, the body doesn't have these elevated, you know, cardiac responses and all of that. Is is would you say that's accurate or
1: yeah, I mean that that's 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 a, a nuanced and complex topic by itself, you know, when know. someone's dope sick and coming off something um there's different ways to look at that sure right uh y- you know I'm, and I'll come out and say that I'm certainly not morally opposed to what people do recreationally I also see some a lot of it is negative it's just bad things to do yourself for a right. number of reasons right uh I've personally seen the destructive effect of you know uh chemically induced false euphoria and the addiction cycle that emerges from it et cetera, et cetera.
2: right right uh,
1: what I'm trying to say in a in a, uh, in a fanciful way is you know doing hard drugs is a bad idea don't do it
0: <laughs> right right, so, right it's my fault for bringing that type of example up but you see but, what I'm, but
1: you yeah. you know but but the example still serves um you know everything is a teachable moment as we would say
2: right
1: you know and that's its own teachable moment about cause and effect really because cause and effect is the stimulus and response this all kind of goes back to the phenomenon i've talked about unseen forces well the phenomenon is the is the unseen force showing its face
0: wow that's i I really appreciate the way that you said that it's the unseen right and it's showing its quote-unquote face in a multitude of ways perhaps correct right right um would see this is when it gets tough in the sense of we can't maybe perhaps the point is to not pin it down but say when for example a soldier's on the battlefield in in a very uh traditional kinetic warfare sense are they more so say they were to be um influenced by this type of unseen force do you are you of the opinion this unseen force can act in the ways of for example um uh, I'm, again, I'll use this example, drugs, alcohol, or are you speaking more so to a much more naturally or emotionally induced type of force?
1: All of the above, right? So the average human being walks around unconscious. To, to go back to your combat example, and this is also goes into adjacent topics. Ironically, in combat, people are less open to control because they're so switched on and open.
0: Huh. I can wow that's i can yeah i i think to a large extent i see what you're saying there because are you saying because there's been a a form of um uh training induced whether physically mentally or otherwise to accept that one does not necessarily have control of their environment they're in so situational awareness situational
1: awareness uh i mean there's there's a couple different ways to achieve this you know the open the aperture unit of consciousness one is deep in and the other is deep out right so right. uh there's to to use a, another analogy there's this idea called Mushin, right so there's no mind there are only a handful of times I've experienced true real no shit, this is the real thing Mushin. Mm. and they were and that was in a it was in a combative context
0: wow because you
1: were super way open to your environment and super you know you, the egoic self is, is all but missing. I mean, it's all but totally gone in that moment when, you're, when you become pure perception and response.
0: So you are to add to that, could one uh, postulate that you are becoming more, um, again, purely neutrally here, more ingrained in the nature of that environment? Therefore, your stimuli and response is more ebb and flow like, if you will
1: yeah that's that's one way you're open to to field effect more I right. mean this the, the, it's its own it's, it's own worthy pathway of study is this idea of, of precognition derived from crisis context uh have seen it in multitude of ways you see it in law enforcement um right this this you know preternatural ability um and the moments uh which induce it i mean i've had my own experience i don't want to go too far into it because someone's gruesome but i i've had my own experience with the phenomenon in that in those moments
0: would you say and again i don't mean to pry on a personal level at all but would you say that what people have called for example <clears throat> whether it's the um the chi the prana the isness the 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 force the holy spirit or direct correlation with that called intuition would you say that's ever come into play during those experiences of yours absolutely okay so you would you would say that this idea of perhaps there there was
1: a moment in time where if I could have stepped out of myself and asked myself what is the meaning of life in the secrets of the universe I could have provided the answer it's just in that moment, I wasn't worried about asking those questions. I was worried about not dying.
0: Right. I, okay. So in, and and again, I don't mean to stay on this for too long, but, and I, I, I say this with the utmost respect and humility, and I thank you again, extremely for your service in, in the, the instance and event of that feel of concerning yourself with not uh, dying physically is, did you feel more and more of the. Ego, letting go, and pure—I guess you could say—I don't want to say neutrality, but I, I don't necessarily want to say robust- pure awareness. Okay, pure. Okay, there we go. Pure awareness, and you felt at the time that, ex- I'll use this word, but correct me, um, accepting the given circumstances of that environment were was part of that pure awareness.
1: Well, the, the you know, uh, accepting what is as is um th- there's not a lot of time for self reflection I mean uh right again, it's it's its own kind of iceberg to explore about uh the truth of martial service, those of us who deploy versus the narratives and dialogues that occur back here in the world, right mm. um there just are no politics downrange. doesn't matter if there's all kinds of politics back here and it's it's an illusion to think that all veterans think the same all all people in the intelligence community think the same We just don't right we argue all the time right um you know um but
0: is this why sorry jeff is this why and perhaps i'm i'm exaggerating this year sensationalizing it but is this why it's been alluded to in a semi-joking manner over the decades that in intelligence decisions ultimately come down to um, a handful of agents or officers going with data but the icing on the cake is their intuition
1: 100 okay i don't know anybody who's good at this analytically or in the operative sense as far as source recruitment or any of those kinds of things right where you don't uh develop intuition whether you call it that or not i mean not not everybody who develops that capacity will call it that but 100 without question right and it's and it's maybe even more accurate to say not simply intuition but precognitive because there's there, there's more than one uh skill set or our discipline at work here and it, it gets amalgamated together I mean it's, we could you know talk esoterically but the mystery school traditions and the and the noetic you know centers or psionic centers of the body there's not just one Gotcha. You actually have multiple systems overlaying each other physiologically. I'm not even talking about chakras or or auric field or any of that kind of stuff. I'm simply talking about the the aperture provided by your nervous system.
0: Uh, uh, there are
1: multiple parts of it at work.
0: Right, and then that's that's only one side, or that that is one layer within a whole onion of layers. Of and that onion itself is only on the physical, tangible side. We're not even speaking on the correct. Other- right correct so
1: right. so one of the things I've theorized and talked about uh in you know if I had if it wasn't lazy and I had a bunch of money you know things I'd invest in is <laughs> you know tactical tactical uses of RV uh playing on this idea RV as a collection platform uh operates at a certain echelon you know what I would have liked to have seen it done and maybe someone has done And i just don't know about it right is, uh you know use it at the tactical level i'll give you an example so you're you're hunting high value targets you crawl up on a a wadi village somewhere obviously filled with a bunch of innocent people and you've got your your handful of bad guys you're trying to to get to wouldn't it be cool if you could identify which one of those little buildings in that compound they're in so you could avoid involving anybody else that's Uh, no no, there's there's the very physical manual ways we do that like usually somewhere between 24 to 72 hours ahead of hitting that little wadi village we'd have someone uh you know scout snipers of one kind or another with eyes on the target to try to identify that building um but wouldn't it be cool if we could get that you know non-local confirmation when you show up on target um are are, in there you could different ways you can echelon that back to even pre-mission can you douse uh can you use something like map dowsing to to track you know an insurgent cell all all kinds of applications like that I've thought about um that go to this idea of uh, immediate boots on the ground versus the echelons when RV is normally employed And I'm sure if, you know, you could talk to Dr. Putoff or whatever, they've they've probably tried all kinds of things like that and may or may not have chosen to pursue them based at the echelon they were at and the service they were asked to provide.
0: Right. So with that said, and um, as you were bringing that up, uh, as you were speaking on that, rather, there's this one particular image here that I found to be interesting. And I wanted to show two images uh, here for yourself and for the audience in real time, which is that when you speak on this concept of multiple layers i'm sure there'd be more than th- obviously three here but just even on whether the physical or the esoteric side would you say that this would be perhaps a, a very uh, fundamental explanation visually of these multiple layers
1: yeah i mean um, th- that certainly is as good as any of the models we may use to depict it again it goes back to this triad of cosmo theological constants panpsychic monism emanation theology which is the emanation and orders and scales of being we see this in you know with the greater forces that work down to our own self-apprehending individuated selves uh versus in a horizontal sense from the collective the social collective to the individual all, all those kinds of things have application in that uh you know Again, as above, so below; as within, so without. That that's just proved true time and time and time again.
0: Right. And and with that said, maybe and I'll explain here even for yourself the visual I'm showing here. But it's really interesting that you brought up this idea of remote it's a map
1: graphic. That's that's terrain.
0: Terrain, right? Okay. So imagine these. Um, I, forgive me if there's a, an official term for this, but the the energy, the metric tether the tethers or the energy strings or whatever you'd like to call it here. Um, If these strings whether red or blue represent a form of induced, um, I guess you could say energy from an intuitive angle, if one were to remote view a location, you know, two or three days prior to actually, you know, conducting the operation, say if one is remote viewing a location. This location would be the one in which they're remote viewing which the the peak would signify an increase in, uh, we could say energetic perspectives that one is viewing separate from their physical source or body would this be, in your opinion, a a good depiction or not necessarily in a visual
1: sense. yeah so when we talk about. All everything is energy frequency vibration so and we're really always talking about is proximity to signature right so uh, you know if we remove time spaces we understand it and we think only in string theory you know proximity is you know be it in time or space is determined by vibratory resonance right and so that produces density because the 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 frequency is changed by our proximity to from one thing to another right right so you could get densities now the whole future thing there's been efforts with associative remote viewing etc to to predict you know to win lotteries to win bets on football games all that kind of stuff and a lot of it's been proven successful I mean there's the old joke of well how come psychics aren't rich or using their psychic powers to win money in fact some of them do
0: right right right
1: (laughs) some of them do as a matter of fact
0: I could usually done for charity Right. As a matter of fact, I could say that uh, quite avidly. I I've, I know um, a multitude of individuals, as I'm sure you do as well, that actually do use this and have used this on the stock market. Now, what's interesting is that um, I've spoken to some individuals off the record who have said to me, and please, you tell me if if um, if this perhaps uh, correlates with what you with what you've heard or not. But this idea that if if. Um, these remote viewers were using this ability for self gain far too much for themselves, whether it's making money or otherwise. Yeah, that's true. Um, Something would come back and hit them in the sense of a natural, uh, literally like a a natural very unfortunate events in their lives would occur.
1: uh, That's not always I, I haven't heard about that in particular. I've only heard that it just seems to be less effective.
0: Ah, uh, so you've so what you're familiar with is the fact that the more one uses it for self gain on an excessive level, the more less, the less effective it becomes for them.
1: Yeah, and and which is, uh and again, I, I don't want to speak too out of school on that, because while I'm a part of that community, I'm certainly no expert on and all the trials and tribulations of it. Again, a guy like Dr. Putoff would be the guy I talk to. Right, right. Um, But yeah and it, we can we can find it's funny but these very real observable effects through this process we find reflected in things like the study of the Kabbalah and you know the list goes on uh as to you know service to self versus service to others etc cetera, etc cetera. Mm. Uh, and one of the best ways to want success for ourselves is to think in terms of how our success will enable us to help others Right. And um, anyways, that's you know a long convoluted thing.
0: Um, it speaks to the whole concept of toroidal fields, and and I don't, I'm not, I'm not trying to get all uh, mathematical whatsoever, but this idea of you know what you give, you then receive, seems to be far more mathematically substantiative than people thought even five years ago. Yes. Right.
1: Um, and it you know, and I, it, it all boils down. Boils down to me to you know nested toroidal geometry, uh, so that's perfectly uh, acceptable to to talk in those things. In fact, it's the the motion of the toroid which gives us you know at least in part the the perception of the arrow of time.
0: Right. This idea that, for example, um, if if time were to be in absolute truth a ring instead of a line, therefore denoting no absolute. Uh, point in that ring that is more or less than the other it one could perhaps surmise that what we call straight lines if zoomed in whether literally or uh, esoterically um, or even ontologically are just rings comprised together enough They're spirals right Power
1: travel power and time travel in spirals time is not a cycle a circle it's a spiral so even if we're in uh, the Kali Yuga let's say and we're coming out of it this Kali Yuga still isn't as bad as the last one
0: right as we've
1: moved up the spiral
0: that you said you i i couldn't have said it better myself man that absolutely i i mean i would personally agree and i would say that for the audience whether my members or that when this goes public, I can say that some of the work I'm doing personally, uh, whether theoretically or or in experimentation, there's no, um, I don't claim to know everything, not at all, but everything seems to lead back, whether theoretically or experimentally in its various forms leads back to that underlying concept of of chirality and spirals, Um, perhaps different mechanisms or ways getting to that ultimate goal or finish line or end game, but the same finish line nonetheless, which, I would ask you, brother, would that speak to you in, in the concept of joys in the journey with movement to the finish line instead of when you know it, you get excited when you get there?
1: Yeah, the movement is the goal. So the there's the idea of the future pool. And if we go back to just a couple moments ago, and we and we look at their our cosmological models between block universe versus string theory and versus my preferences is the in-between version which is block super superposition right block superposition telling us that all probabilities all exist all the time period and you can navigate all probabilities and so part of the problems with predicting the future being that you're not really predicting the exact future what you're predicting is a point in probability so sometimes you get it right sometimes you get it wrong But what's often forgotten about predictions is predictions don't exist so they'll come true they exist so you can change their outcome
0: man that's so well said seriously thank you because you've just described What I've been trying to discern uh, in a, in a more layman sense to the average person, what I'm seeing in some of the the numbers that I run and that it's literally that the potentials are there literally, it's just a matter of, are there certain events within the movements prior to the potentials that will make that potential a reality? Correct. Right. Right. So
1: this goes back and it's funny because we can go right from just as we can walk from the exoteric into the esoteric, we can walk from the esoteric right back into the exoteric
2: right because
1: now we can start start you know start talking about trends indicators and predictive analysis and how predictive analysis works and we can be talking you know very uh overt exoteric stuff you you know again an anal- you know analysis of various moving parts left of the bang to determine what an outcome is going to be um and so there is also a natural interplay when you're not focused on discerning what is this precognitive superpower versus what is my prior training observation experience that leads me to a certain action, when you make it when you when you don't try to to, to determine the line between those two things so hard you know hardly um or so definitively, it occurs more naturally. it's more permeable you leave the door more open for intuition to enter into your objective analysis
0: so instead of a small ring of those uh we could say of that that fluctuation we've now broadened the small ring into a much larger gap
1: yeah so and that goes to perception as well I mean I tend to be a big picture thinker right uh, I sometimes miss the details, which sometimes is as the saying goes, God is in the details. Um, but this this going back to orders and scales of being right. So the larger the being and scale, the less individuated subjective ego is present
0: this okay so let me just say that it's very interesting you bring this up and i really appreciate it because this is something in the last couple weeks i've been exploring myself personally this idea that for example i'm going to go out on a limb here with this example but people say that you know when they've had encounters with um whether some type of human looking being non-human that's not the point of this 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 example but what they'll find is that a lot of times even if the beings are benevolent or even neutral in their behaviors and responses they're not nearly as I guess you could say uh, they don't respond nearly as immediately as those with more emotional reactionary um, jerk responses do and now we can talk about okay maybe it's the different wiring in the brain of these beings or whatever but I find this to be the case even with people like yourself and with with people in business very very smart people they they seem to uh relax after they hear something good or bad absorb it think about it and take lots of time before they make the move to respond to it. If at all. Correct. Okay. So you would, okay. So
1: that's, you know, again, what are the beings showing us and, and, and we can go, you know, to the other topic of if, and when they do make their presence, what will the, what will they be? Right. No, I'd argue it, it matters not what they actually are. They will present, based on the impact they're trying to to achieve right um right whether it's anthropomorphic non-anthropomorphic whatever um that being said so bigger picture and now we can take this bigger picture approach where you are more open to the larger cosmic field state and therefore you perceive all these inputs and so you're subjectively less affected by the input because you objectively can understand the input let's let's take come over here to spiritual evolution sure and the way saints perceive the world and their ability to forgive they perceive the larger cosmic web of cause and effect it's you know one of the beauties of getting older it's like you know you're going from point A to point B some guy cuts you off in traffic you are like you know what I totally get that I've been the asshole myself and done that and that guy is probably under all kinds of subjective emotional stressors and is late and is about to get a divorce blah 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 right you know, that caused them to do that that's that bigger perspective and we can take it out of that personal subjective moment period more objective one let's say again going back to conflict and and trying to understand the process of radicalization or in the United States how politically divided we are how divisive things have become um the bigger objective perspective is yeah I as opposed to being emotionally reactive and jumping on one side of that argument or another I'm going to be above the argument and say, yeah, I understand the subjective inputs that are affecting the people that have caused them to at points. And this is not just one side of the aisle. Both sides of the aisle have this tendency to radicalize, you know, and so and so um, that bigger objective perspective uh, helps us understand that. So this goes back to what I said last time about the phenomenon. And about how we perceive ourselves we either like to lionize or vilify the human species we're wonderful and our sovereignty must be protected or we're awful klingons and no wonder they don't trust us we have the tendency to do both when you when most likely phenomena goes yep that's just where they're at because that's how, that's the trajectory of a species that's how it goes you move from collective unconsciousness through to collect to uh conscious differentiation finally to re-emerge at the top of the toroid and conscious wholeness or you oh, start wow. from unconscious wholeness move through differentiation and arrive at conscious wholeness right so it's all part and parcel of the, the the evolution there's nothing unnatural yes we have some bad things wrong and we need to you know grow beyond them and work to that but telling these these narratives these e- emotionally um evocative narratives about how we're good or we're evil or it's just it's just ridiculous
2: right right and
1: and it's not objective because one thing I've said all along is yeah I can I from, from first-hand experience I can tell you there's some real bad things going on in the world that are awful uh that's why there's the the you know I, I sort of contest the position of my peer group my chronological peer group that all says oh humanity is ready no humanity is not ready I assure you it's not ready in fact the people who claim humanity is ready are the least ready because they're the most willfully ignorant of the suffering of their own fellow human beings but fellow beings on this planet period
0: I got to say, Jeff, I'm not I'm not laughing at you or even anyone else. And I'm laughing at myself because I go through this internal debate every day. Are people ready? Are they not? I have to remind myself, I'm also living in a bubble with respect to the content that I make, the things I work on. So I'm surrounded by people like yourself that are willing and hopefully ready to. And I speak for myself, too, for this phenomenon to occur. But then you step out of that and it's like, oh, shit, there's another seven billion people that just yeah, yeah. Right. Some
1: of which are suffering from food insecurity right now, as we speak, some of which can't even get potable water. Let alone
0: have a converse take to have enough energy and be healthfully fed to have a chat like this. You mean?
1: Correct. Right. Um, you, you know, so it's however, in defense of all the, all the hippies from my generation and older individuals are ready. Certainly there are individuals who are capable and ready but but that's not the entire Collective and you're right in that Ufology as wonderful as it is as much as I consider myself at least an occasional participant in in, in the the Ufology community uh and and invaluable so I you know it's important to be able to say that you know swords have two edges you most of them the European ones you know they have two edges so there's good and bad to this there's good and bad to what we're doing there's good and bad to Ufology and that's all okay uh so long as we are aware of it you know and so Ufology one is very insular so there's this idea Ufology we think in Ufology that the rest of the world thinks like us and we are a small minute percentile of the species secondly uh, so our worldview, our worldview is is uh very skewed by the echo chamber we've built of ourselves Right. Can, can
0: I just say very quickly, the, the example of the sword you gave, there's two sides, and then there's that thin middle point, that sharp edge that speaks right. to the collapsing of the wave, at least to me.
1: Uh, yeah, so this goes to probabilities and outcomes, both predictively and uh, manifesting them materially. So making right the wave function collapse where you want it huh and and that's where you put your attention right so it goes you know I I don't want to lose my original train of thought but sorry so sorry. let me first get back to ufology. so ufology is I'm grateful for it uh, you know I've been like you like others I followed this topic most of my adult life and like so many people who watch this have had my own experiences. Plenty of people are watching this, have had their own experiences, have their own thoughts and won't, and aren't participating publicly, but they're there, you know? So ufology is, is, uh, big in that way and useful in that way. However, let's not forget first and foremost that ufology, and this isn't a bad thing. This isn't a judgment. This is just a thing we have to be honest about. Ufology is an entertainment industry. Yeah. Yes. And that's not, a terrible thing because for some people the only way they're going to engage with this content at all is through the medium of entertainment but let's be sure and be honest with ourselves about it right and two uh it's very 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 insular Mm. so going back to us being ready as a species it is my current assessment which I you know, hold it medium confidence that no, we're not ready as a collective, but the phenomenon is trying to directly participate in a way to make us ready.
0: Would this speak to you um, following that same train of thought as them, there's a saying that someone had said to me many, many months ago, a person is smart, people are stupid. Maybe that's- Yeah,
1: I've said that myself.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) Maybe it was you. would it speak to that in a certain regard? I don't mean to just throw the baby out with the bathwater, but it takes uh, internal, uh, w- this idea that people need to go through their own experiences before they realize they can come together in the sense that, uh, I remember reading a uh, uh, lieutenant colonel, uh, I forgot his name, uh, manu- tra- manuscript from decades ago, where he said, we have two hands. We, uh, You know, the left, when we wake up in the morning, the left hand doesn't spend its whole day trying to plot against hurting the right hand or vice correct. versa right so
1: speaking so let's go back to this idea of the evolution of self-apprehension and consciousness right so an individual can be highly evolved right but what is the collective the collective yet is another form of individual right so you can be individually self-aware but collectively are you self-aware the more self-aware our collective becomes the more the baseline of the common denominator is raised.
0: You're, I'm getting goosebumps because you're saying things that, that certain people we spoke on, spoke about off the record have, have said to me word for word. Um, That that's, that's phenomenal. Uh, Sorry. Is there anything else? This
1: goes back to the reduction of ontological shock and the um, extraordinarily complex moving pieces. When we talk about the the three parties involved in disclosure, Mm. the, party within the establishment that wants disclosure the party within the establishment that does not want disclosure and the phenomenon itself so there is a complex three-way interaction right between those those three centers of gravity
0: right um with respects to for for two, three minutes, I'd like to bring uh, one of the things that I do the least, I'd like to actually do uh, very quickly now, which is bring uh, politics into the conversation with respects to taking a neutrally political perspective, but going back to this idea of rings and spirals and concentric rings atop like big picture thinking. When we look, for example, and I say this with pure neutrality to the audience, um because I'll give examples on both sides when we look for example at what the uh what Cheney did under the Bush administration um all the things that were done then and we look for example now people saying well should should some of these individuals whether still alive or not you know Rumsfeld uh, Kissinger Cheney there's this big debate as to whether or not you know they should be facing some type of accountability for what many would argue would be the um clear potentially deliberate butchering of intelligence many years ago
1: um oh, oh yeah that's 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 a hot topic uh and believe me right if I were to have private conversations within the community uh I, I would have some very passionate heated things to say about the politicization of 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 intelligence right uh, this is me off
0: okay I was gonna say well I would love your take on that but also this idea of the concentric rings where people say well it's 2022. We're going into 2023. What happened in 2001 or two or three with Iraq and Afghanistan? You know, forget about all of that. It's all done. Sure,
1: there's 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 an example most recently from, uh, and you may have seen it, but but a, a woman in her 90s was prosecuted for war crimes because she was a secretary at one of the the uh, Nazi concentration yes, camps. Yes,
0: I saw that headline. Yeah,
1: and they ended up giving her like two years. They one because she was a juvenile at the time right so they they tried her to juvenile court and i forget which government it was but two they gave her a you know probated sentence of course what are you going to do mm. incarcerate a 97 year old woman for you know a 50-year-old. you know yeah. and especially when she was a child at the time well um yeah you, you know that's an example so <sighs> accountability yeah this and this goes we can bring it even closer to home and talk about if if we if and when we, we we learn about legacy programs, you know, yeah, what's the culpability there? Um, and let me first say that there isn't an easy answer. Right, and I've said this plenty of times. People need to stop looking for easy answers in any of this.
0: Right, whether it's pol- politics as we know it or the phenomena, you mean?
1: Correct, and even to to include this. Uh the, the the conclusion is not only about you know the war in Iraq and WMD and all the falsification of intelligence there, blah blah blah. I mean the list goes on. Again, if this was a private conversation I was having with intelligence professionals, the 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 list of shit that pisses me off is pretty <laughs> exhaustive.
0: Right. Um <laughs> If I could say with respect to see how even you and I are discussing this, this grand thinking big picture of well okay that was 15 years 20 years ago let's let's you know if we're going to punish anyone let's simmer down the punishment or that was 80 years ago. um, You know, given the context of things do we think going back to the beginning of this recording where we talked about you brought up very well this idea of unseen forces, do you think these unseen forces play a part in helping to dismiss after after the event has occurred dismiss the accountability on some individuals regardless of political party
1: uh I don't know if the uns if these elements are that granular and they're mediating justice right let's 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 you know clarify some perspectives and some terms there is a line a thin line often between justice and vengeance yeah and there is also some relatively thin lines between egocentric validation versus being effective for the collective right right so a lot of times you get you get a choice you can feel right and be right and be vindicated and continue the status quo of conflict and combative narrative, Mm. or you can choose to be effective. Which means whatever your ego concerns were your your needs for validation, all that stuff gets left behind.
0: Right, right, right. So this concept of of, of collectively viewing to that point, you know, where the masses and I'm just here's the
1: thing, here's a way to address that. Sure, sure. Accountability versus punishment are not the same thing. Right is it worthwhile to hold them accountable in the sense that it's made very public what they did yes right because that keeps us in the collective sense self-aware that's why we're seeing a lot of the ugliness now because we are becoming more self-aware as a as a as a collective Mm. that means a lot of the the dark awful bad stuff that has always been there (laughs) is now more visible
0: right doesn't mean it, it was, was
1: always there
0: right right well this yes would there be an unseen force perhaps in your opinion that we just discussed playing on the mass consciousness to uh, to now recognize those things
1: yes without okay. question
0: okay okay that's i all right there we i was going to say because i was going to use an example of if a news network uh, took a poll that was a you know a genuinely truthful poll and you see for example 15 years ago, there was the whole, you know, uh, or 20 years ago, why would we have to punish anybody or hold them accountable, rather, excuse me, for, you know, WMDs, and then now you have people saying, a good chunk of people will say, ah, let it go, because it was so many years ago, others will say no, 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 they should be held, ac- absolutely held accountable, right, and right, I,
1: so, so here's the middle answer, don't concern yourself with punishing individuals, but concern yourself very much with knowing the truth of the fact pattern as it occurred so that it doesn't happen again
0: right right so it doesn't that's right.
1: the real value in the accountability piece going after Dick Cheney or Don Rumsfeld now right. when they're I guess they're in their 80s yeah who gives a shit I mean let's go back I mean if we again this this also this self-awareness in the collective sense goes back to us understanding our own history hmm we've all heard the saying those who forget history are doomed to repeat it well it is so blatantly obvious and true when we forget where the dick cheneys of the world came from right again this big picture sense do i vilify dick cheney for some of his choices no right i understand the inputs that made him
2: right right
1: the he next- didn't set out to be evil he didn't wake up to today aha i'm gonna Evilly wring his hands and go, I'm going to run the world today and, and be <laughs> evil. It's not what he did. It's not his career path. It, right. it, his career path certainly is on an ideological trajectory, but there are reasons for that. uh And so I'm not forgiving him or any prior right. position. Right. I, I'm not forgiving anybody. But what I'm saying is you have to be objective and understand how these things emerge. So wanting vengeance which is what people half the time really want when they talk about justice what they want is revenge right um wanting vengeance doesn't really solve problems and it just perpetuates a cycle now this is a a moral you know philosophical argument between restorative reparative justice versus punitive justice blah 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 I'll be the first to tell you and I wish more people would say things like this And this is one of the points I would like to get across is I'm more than willing to say, I don't know. (laughs) It's an extraordinarily complex topic with a lot of inputs and a lot of data I don't have. So I'm prepared to say, I don't know what the right answer is.
0: This goes to your point. This goes to, if I may, and please tell me if there's a bad correlation, but to the whole uh, Batman Joker example, to what point does Batman cross the line or not cross the line to where he's become just like the Joker. And now it's kind of like, things are now conflated
1: yeah that's great you know uh you know uh that's a, a lot to unpack about <laughs> you know fighting monsters right um, right yeah it's real easy and, and this this goes back to something I'm invested in which is the evolution of the warrior classes and lion ethos is so absolutely 100 critical. Because in those moments, in that context of adversity and austerity and actual lethal crisis, yeah. it is very, very, very easy to become dehumanized over time and not even realize it's happening.
0: Right, right. In the just the same way that it is on the opposite end where you have someone who's never been in battle and is sitting on their couch with a beer going, oh, looking at the news. If I was there, I would have done this, this and that. Correct. Right. Right. So this idea, okay, because I was going to say as well, and I don't mean to get overly personal here, but um, perhaps yourself or others on the battlefield, I would imagine that such a mentality of literally, you know, fighting monsters, fighting evil, if you will, there's a a line that one, I guess, perhaps and tell me if I'm wrong, something that the military cannot necessarily entrain within you. It's something you have to hone yourself.
1: The military tries, but it's very hard to do institutionally on the collective sense and this goes we can say so there is the 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 uh this warrior ethos all of the branches of service have some expression of it it's very pronounced for those of us who live on the ground with a weapon in our hands um honor is not a thing you think about honor is a thing you feel about and i've had plenty of young kids working for me that weren't all that articulate weren't even good spellers but but they knew what honor was
2: right right
1: uh and so there is a sense of honor and the sense of honor becomes codified uh and so I mean for example and then usually the the branches will come up with cool little uh you know sayings or or buzzwords or phrases you know for the army it was leadership loyalty duty respect self-service honor integrity and personal courage so those were the you know an expression of those army values they're very real values right uh and and a lot of us believe in them a lot of us believe in this the ethos of the quiet professional and will become you know morally offended when people violate that and when you hear people brag about what they've done or where they've been you automatically know they're lying because the the real thing never has to say who they are right um that being said we go back to let's talk politics in a bigger sense again and and this is why although a lot of my proclivities are liberal i lean left on a lot of ways my the pathway to get to those in my mind are conservative so for me that's why I'm I'm neither liberal or conservative but a lot of my thinking is on the right side of the aisle is conservative and that's because of this you cannot make a better society by trying to condition society you make a better society by trying to by conditioning the individual
0: right I see what you're saying and this is something that is completely absent from our society would you agree
1: not completely absent but I perceive to be in deficit for sure 100 and there's the right intention like let's make the world safer let's make the world kinder no stop trying to make the world anything make better people individually uh,
0: okay now just curious and I don't mean to put you on the spot here but in the particular uh topic of this discussion would you um that's something that i believe jordan peterson speaks on now i know he's spoken on many other things that are people consider controversial but in this right. regard would you would you agree in the, in that regard um
1: yeah i mean as far as it's funny he's an interesting figure uh and you know highly controversial right. i've listened to some, but also sometimes very interesting i've listened to you know him on occasion not enough to be able to speak intelligently as as to whether or not the allegations made against him are true <laughs> maybe they I are agree. maybe they aren't right but i i have i've listened to him a couple of times and i and i enjoyed what he had to say i maybe would have said things differently but right uh, it really boils down in my mind to individual value systems individual perceptions not trying to make reality or or or, or society at large do one thing or another
0: right so to that point when you have for example in a sense of um okay now this when you have an intelligence operation going on to relate it to to your former line of work if i may and you have a situation where you're the the target in which you're trying to effectuate say socially psychologically anthropologically to make them change their beliefs um for example uh, perhaps this is part of some this is just one this operation is one element of a grander influence campaign it is more ideal as my research has found and please tell me if i'm wrong to gra- to bring that target into what's called a zone of proximity or creating proximity uh, where they're isolated physically from other external factors that could influence them and therefore affect your operation when we look at this proximity to signature relative to uh, to density from before would that fall in that same area
1: it's similar in ways you know so uh, two different approaches You're talking about you know we can take, talk about a collective sense and influencing a society or we can talk about in the the icky right human subjective predatory sense because a predator does ah. the same thing right an abuser does the same thing right and an abusers try to to cut off the the abused from a larger objective connection yeah. to other beings, other inputs, et cetera. Right. That usually doesn't work in the long run.
0: Mm. Because people wake up in in numbers, I take it, or they speak up eventually.
1: Well, and the other thing is, you know, when we saw times when we fight things, we give those things power.
0: When we, sorry? um,
1: A lot of times when we fight things directly, we give those things power.
0: Just by giving it attention and intention by fueling it correct. So, oh, like, just like when someone does or doesn't respond, like a celebrity does or doesn't respond to a media story, sometimes not responding is the response.
1: Correct. And so when you when you look at frames of uh, of reference and influence, a lot of times as opposed to saying, hey, those guys over there, they suck. It's better to say, look what we're doing for you.
2: Right. Right. That now
1: there's 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 a there's a passive aggressive way to say that you know uh address the others, the contested others, and that's to say, look what we're doing for you, and also they don't mean shit to us. They can't they can't touch us at all. Huh. That- so so that you've you've repositioned yourself. Uh show you know showing a, a, a hierarchy of effectiveness like you know we're better than they are because they can't do anything with us but look at what we're doing for you
0: right so you're okay right it seems that we we seem to be and i don't mean this necessarily politically but residing within a civilization or society at least in the west where it's basically hey look at what they did but it's very rarely in con- combination with look at the resolution that we can provide if you come here
1: yeah I mean in fairness we don't see that in, in public media without question that dialogue isn't happens but in fairness the parts you weren't seeing that dialogue does happen
0: fair enough yeah I can attest to that as well yeah yeah these are the behind the scenes off the conversations and such
1: and, and all and like the the provisional reconstruction teams and all the other things we did to make the world a better place in places we are um et cetera et cetera so there's all kinds of things at the end user level you never hear about because of our sensationalist driven media you rarely hear about good successful things because that's not emotionally titillating
0: well this goes back to like for example and i bring this up my audience will will probably laugh or roll their eyes at this point but the film tenant at the very end when robert pattinson's character says i'm not sure if you've seen it or not he goes nobody cares about the in terms of the masses nobody cares about the bomb that
1: never went off Correct. That's a good statement. Right. Um, right. You now let's talk about you know the intelligence community. I will be the first to tell you that 100 percent there needs to be oversight. One of the things that I'm sure lots of discussion is going on behind the scenes, and is even more probably the center of gravity in certain minds than the phenomenon itself. Right. Is the implications of the compartmentalization process and the lack of oversight
0: you're talking about bigot lists and SAPs and
1: right right so that the phenomenon doesn't piss me off what some of our own institutions have done that pisses me off greatly right um, right and so there's there's all kinds of of inputs to that discussion because the counter to it even though I'm I'm pro oversight uh pro we need to dig we need to uncover and dig up these silos etc right I also understand the context which created them and I also understand what some of those program managers and people inside those silos would say and say, look, uh, look at our last election cycle. Did anybody behave like fucking functional adults? And you want to give them that? Well,
0: this is Jeff if I can give a personal example that i'm willing to speak to say publicly the um, as i've spoken on not in a, hopefully not in a bragging manner, but some of the things that i've. Uh, built some months ago that got the attention of some folks at dod with a few adjustments within 10 minutes, it becomes it, be, it becomes a very serious weapon which is why I'm not going to you know blurt out to the world how to build it because all it takes is one guy who's pissed off at his ex-girlfriend and I'm serious like it puts you know it's a serious
1: Yeah thing. I mean so so on the one hand and, and the thing is it, it, every all of this is a sword with no hilt it's all just blade right <laughs>
0: right, right yeah yes
1: you know you know uh, you, you know cuz the other side of that is the statement itself is filled with hubris but it's also true
2: <laughs> you know
1: yeah it's an arrogant position but it's also a true one because the because the 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 flip side is for the common man or woman a common person to say yeah but now you're saying I'm not I'm an idiot so I don't deserve the truth so so just 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 no uh, good to this yeah and then so the other sign is well okay maybe you're not an idiot but the moron who cares far more about you know, who won American Idol, And what's going on in Ukraine right now is an idiot and should not have this truth.
0: Right. Well, see, this is, this is, <laughs> <continual> <laughs> you know, so, title. so
1: that it's, you know, you can see. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not justifying it because my ultimate conclusion is, yeah, the idiot watching American Idol, they actually deserve the truth because democracy works. If it doesn't, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. We die as a species. I either live my values or I don't.
0: Right. This speaks to even this concept of, of of occults in the sense that if we look at the etymology of the word occult, it means to hide something.
1: Correct. It just means hidden.
0: Right. And this speaks to the whole concept of secret societies over the ages. Certain individuals, and in, whether you know poets or nowadays you know things like lawyers and having quote unquote double lives where. Again, that sort of um, you know a bunch of a bunch of people in a room in a shadowy room may be a little more accurate than we'd like to think. With the sense of okay, are the masses ready?
1: Correct. Uh, but the people in the shadowy room aren't necessarily evil. Right, right, right. We take the, we, we 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 again put these two-dimensional cartoons over everything. We make every everybody good guys or bad guys. Let's you know let's talk about shadowy groups, which I happen to be a fan of. Right right The working group was once called the aviary you know what i'm a fan of most of those people do, do do they do they qualify as maybe a shadowy group
0: yeah they do right this and what's interesting too is if we were to dive into the psychology of of the average person including myself it's this idea of um and i'm not trying to to attack or go at anyone any ideology or anything like this just trying to explore it this idea of where people will say, well, you know, uh, the masses deserve to know. But then on the other hand, it's like if you if one were to just reveal what that hidden group had hidden, you're going to have a chunk of people that are going to go bullshit.
1: Right. Well, this so, goes back to and we look at the disclosure process, right? So right. let's let's say POTUS, you know, walks up to the tomorrow and says, I'd like to introduce to you skinny Bob. He's been here the whole time. Right. Uh, you, you know what? Half the people watching that are going to say bullshit. It's a puppet. It's a robot. It's part of the government's plan. They won't believe him, anyways.
2: Right. Right. Right.
1: So this goes into some, some, some clandestine imperatives about how to communicate things in, in an environment and in an in a, in a information contested environment where you're dealing with principles of the or targets of the influence uh which are automatically resisted so so when we look at the bigger picture of disclosure a reducing ontological shock B reducing potential for blowback and C dealing with the populace and a media complex which has already been compromised right you're left with the only real the only effective way to introduce this information to the to the collective is essentially to lie the truth to you they have to find ways to lie the truth to you the reason for that let's talk about lying for a second if I lie to you directly my position can be contested but if I simply present to you the truth a certain way that you come to the conclusions I want you to have you'll be hard pressed to be convinced otherwise I I didn't tell you, you came to those conclusions. And whenever you put yourself in your own confirmation bias echo chamber and keep looking for the truth, which is true, it reinforces your position.
0: This is okay. I'm so appreciative of of your saying that, man, because I couldn't agree more. And with that said, I would like to say, in fairness, to rebut and play devil's advocate to what I said earlier. That doesn't mean, in my opinion, just because a chunk of people are gonna say skinny bob is a puppet, I don't think that should be the reason to keep things concealed. I'm just exploring ideas, just to be clear to to the audience more. Right correct. So
1: so that's the other part of the argument is yes, but yes, that's true right and that sucks but (laughs) we either we we either live our values or we don't right right and so let's look at governance and responsibility right people will always think it's this coveting of power a lot of times it is Mm. and we can talk about leadership culture issues which I also are, are beefs with me in the establishment right a lot of times it is people just coveting power a lot of times it's not Mm. and it's literally people feeling the weight of responsibility for objective truths that the vast majority of the people who will watch this interview know nothing about have no frame of reference for they've never been to a hard contested failed state
2: right right uh
1: they, they have no frame of reference for what those people who have these responsibilities do Now that doesn't mean the people with responsibilities are making the right choices, right? They're often making the wrong ones. However, I have empathy for how they get to those wrong conclusions. I see.
0: Okay. And then this go, this enters the, without going too deep into this, please tell me if I'm wrong here, but I would imagine this is when one, uh, sort of dips their toe into the world of military intelligence tactics that are then used whether officially or in, in, in non-official capacities on uh, people of, of status, let's say.
1: Yeah, influence and, operations, so. Right, and what
0: if I can give a quick example, you have a politician, genuine, honest person, let's just say hypothetically, they have this incredible, say five, 10 year plan, but then they end up, for example, uh, cheating on their wife, let's say, and they, it gets recorded. There's a whole honeypot. Yeah. Thing. The
1: Soviets are real big on that. Uh, right, right. Our, you know, in fairness, and I know how I'm sounding like a CIA apologist, but we certainly have that in the toolbox. Mm. However, it's not, it's not, those aren't the, the kind of tools we typically use.
0: Got you. Okay. And,
1: and this goes to effectiveness just being effective one of the things I've learned is that I've almost almost always far more effective by simply using the truth than I am by lying
0: I think I see where you're going with this this even leads to quantitative and qualitative risk analysis right in that situation
1: well there's that and there is the truth of the Western idea I mean right. all the failures in the West without question are 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 spiral into this hard material reductionism I mean the list goes on the things the problems of sure. the West we could sure sure but 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 we could there's a lot of good that comes from it right 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 um and so if I'm trying to recruit you right it's a lot better if I just use the truth even if it is a slightly amplified towards the good truth to convince you to be on my side and then reward you with money
2: right so you believe
1: in what you're doing you don't feel icky like an asshole and right you're being rewarded
0: and this is i would imagine uh, i'm not saying in for better or worse because that's arguably context driven but i would imagine this is just one of a plethora of methods that have,
1: oh without question I mean that's so I was just talking about source recruitment right but but it, campaigns of influence on individuals I mean we've certainly done them in the past I mean look as much as I'm a fan of the incelsus community because I used to be part of it I, I would be a big long historical awful list
2: right right evil
1: shit right. that the intelligence community has done right without question right uh, you know so, so don't don't ever let me
0: no, no, no. Come
1: I'm just process I I'm, I'm I'm defending them and they're the good guys. No, no, as a as
0: a matter of fact, you're exploring idea, concepts just like myself. I don't think either of us are taking a position. If I could just throw in the last word before and then I'll give it to you and then we'll probably call it. Um this idea of for example, you have a politician genuinely at heart means well uh and what ends up happening is they have say a 10 5 10 year plan of what they want to do politically and then there are certain elements whether foreign or domestic or perhaps both that realize not agencies, but perhaps elements within such that realize or don't want that agenda to be carried out, whether for better or worse, they end up, say, in this example, honeypotting uh, this particular politician so that if that dirt they have on them gets out, that politician cannot execute or can far less execute their political plan. The question becomes who if that's-
1: are they compromised? Yeah, so I mean, give, give, let's at a real real example of it that's not even a part of an agency, and that was a guy who just had the money and influence and tried his best to do it. and that's Jeffrey Epstein
0: with respects to the over with the tactics and the
1: of recruiting um, people to his little fantasy island and uh, trying to ahead. catch people in compromising positions, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. that was I, I personally believe that he was operating independently this just was part of his own agenda
0: you think he could have been by not not to veer off topic here, but do you think he could have been selling to the highest bidder with respect to an agency?
1: Maybe. Right. Uh, anything's possible. That may have been part of his master plan and was to compromise people and then sell them, sell that right. information to to the highest bidder. Uh, maybe. But but that's an example of those compromises. But let's look at self-compromise.
0: Sure, sure. Uh,
1: politicians again I I refuse to believe people just wake up evil or are born evil they yeah. they go they there's a path that gets them there right uh usually right real evil does exist I'll be the first to tell you real evil is a thing it does exist however more often than not it's human ignorance and failing not there's a trail real that's evil. Led there right yeah there's not not real evil um so so there's politicians who compromise themselves, meaning they, they want to do the highest thing, the highest good, and they realize they have to compromise. Well, they compromise in certain things. And they're compromising a little more, and right. they're compromising a little more. Right. So let's you know, going back to our government doing bad shit. Well, contrary to the belief that there's, you know, some evil group of old guys in the Pentagon, which there may be, but <laughs> putting that aside, right? You know, perceived exigency, complacency and oversight and gradualism. That's usually the three factors each and every time. Right. Like when we look at some of the evil, awful crap that the CIA and the intelligence community did in the past, I'm not excusing it at all. But I understand the context of the Cold War. And when I, when we talk about things coming to the surface again, I mean, we look at the battle in Ukraine. In my mind, it's the last true battle of the Cold War. Right. This is the true end of the Cold War, but the existential threat that that you know your generation younger are now feeling. Right. That's how my generation grew up. We grew up with the existential angst that some people who younger people watching this right now feel now. My whole generation lived our entire lives, our entire childhood and teenage years with that feeling.
0: And that goes back to what you said about inputs
1: correct right and so yeah. a lot of this horrible awful bad stuff mk ultra you name it list is long all the things you never heard about right. uh you know <laughs> right. you know you know it was born of the cold war and it wasn't just a political game it was very 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 real let's look at the phenomenon again what would the what was the messaging of the phenomenon well it's come up countless times where they started messing with nuclear weapon systems they too the phenomenon too were operating in the context of the Cold War for the sake of their messaging
0: and also perhaps So the
1: phenomenon remembers the Cold War even if your generation doesn't I remember it and the phenomenon remember I also took
0: that took that as well to your point I took that as well too as the phenomenon whatever whomever the source is if not multiple basically saying with the nuclear facilities, whether in Soviet Union or in in the West, basically going, whether turning them on or off, saying, listen, your most dangerous stuff are crayons to us, so don't try it.
1: Uh, I don't know if that was the messaging, as it was simply to bring attention to, you're closer to the end of the world than you think.
2: That's uh the messaging
1: I get from it. Right, okay. Because, because they're it, the part of the, the gamesmanship of the Cold War was this belief of, oh yeah, it's a theoretical possibility, but it'll never happen. And if NaNo is saying no, it's a lot closer than you think.
0: Right, I see where you're okay. I, I, you know what? I'm gonna, I would, I would uh, upgrade or readjust my my position to to agree with you more, much more strongly there. Yeah, because that. If they wanted to basically say we we you like we control you or we own you or whatever, they could do it in much more nonchalant ways than they've already done that. Right, right, right. That's
1: part of the equation about discussing what is the most likely course of action and most probable or it's the most probable course of action phenomenon, what is the most dangerous course of action for the phenomenon going forward. Right. And what is the 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 US response or, or global response? Uh, to the phenomenon and, and having to entertain that question. And this all goes back to one of the greatest fears all governments have is the perceived loss of legitimacy. And so the phenomenon is presenting itself as going back to what we were just talking about influence. Right. The phenomenon is presenting itself in a way of, of what I just said we do. Again, we are the unwinding apprentices of the phenomenon. We always have been.
0: The right.
1: phenomenon can present itself in a say. In, in, in a way that says look we can do whatever we want and by the way your governments they're powerless they already are in position to say that and do that if they choose right. they are presenting the existential threat of that to governments in order to provoke disclosure right so one of the things that's happening behind the scenes now is look we're dealing with the inevitable." so here's here's we look at the the, the pathways of blowback right right let's say they pop out of the you know Pacific tomorrow and they show up in mass over LA. In the digital age, they did that even 30 years ago. It, it, it's an impact that could have been mitigated, not now. Right. They do that now. That's why you know the people who are saying ah oh, it'll never happen. The government's gonna backslide. The government elements from the government may try to backslide, they will not be successful and it will not occur because this is a different age. And so, and I'm plenty of voices in the community who are, who are voices I admire and like. I, but they're my generation, and they they have this this long view to say, "Oh no, this is just this will all go back under the rug again." No, it won't, because the human human consciousness has changed. That's the whole point. Right. Human connectivity has changed. That's the whole point. Ideological drift with the change of generational cohorts inside the establishment itself has occurred
0: right and even you if know, it,
1: all of those things are true now that right. were not true even 10 years ago let alone 30 years ago or 50 years ago so we live in a different era so if phenomenon shows up in mass tomorrow it's a game changer if they do that and the government is caught not saying something before it happens yeah the government by default is delegitimized
0: you've already created distrust between the populace and the governors or the government
1: and shown that you're powerless so there's two possible outcomes one of which is um hey the government has shown it's powerless therefore delimitized worse the government has shown that it's powerless and it lied about it mm Incredibly, you know, both yeah. those outcomes are bad, but one is far worse than the other.
0: And if I can add very quickly, imagine to your example, in addition to coming out of the Pacific, a bunch of craft or motherships or anything, let's say, imagine if the, the person that you know is your neighbor automatically decloaks and there's something else entirely.
1: <laughs> oh, sure. The walking among us, that goes back to, we've talked about that before the Jacobson, the Jacobs scenario. Are, are the if the hybrids and these are big ifs and let right. me just say yeah. I got to caveat this and say because this doesn't get said enough the nature of the topic is as such that we have to to have the conversation we have to talk in speculation we have to use a lot of ifs yes let me understand let me say right now to those watching and who aren't familiar with the intelligence process the more ifs you have to use in your assessment the more likely your assessment is wrong we don't right. like to use ifs right that because that
0: deals with uncertainties and that's not what intel people like
1: correct right however the nature of the topics is such that we have to so let us assume that the hybrid children or the hybrid beings so many people have experienced, and I don't I don't at all doubt the experience right like we said last time the nature of reality itself may be so mutable but just because the experience or had the very legitimate real qualified right. experience, yes, still doesn't make it real, real. Right. right? I got you. absolutely. Um, that being said, let's say that the physical beings observed are in fact physical beings meant to at some point manifest on this planet in a very real corporal way that we interact with, etc. Right. They're not being trained as infiltrators. They're being trained as immigrants because the infiltrators are already here. Right. Who are the infiltrators? Well, the infiltrators are watching this interview. It may be infiltrators participating in this interview. Why is that? Because the most effective way to hide a fifth column is to ensure that it does not know that it is one right let's go back to all the evil awful mind control experiments that the us and soviets are doing during the cold war why were they doing that well because of what i just said if you're you know a, a fifth column actor you don't even know it no one's ever going to find you that's
0: that's that's goddamn solid strategy <laughs> at right the, right that, at the very least yeah so let's look
1: at the the the, the two chief instruments of phenomenon applied pressure through presence which is just them showing up in presentation is a pressure which which is a cycle of stimulus and response right and subtle noetic influence now if you were conscious you were self-aware you detect the influence if you're not self-aware, you just think you had an idea.
0: Man, that's so well said. I see this is just it, this. If I can give a practical example to that, and then I'm really sorry, but in the next couple of minutes, I'll have to wrap it. But um, the idea of someone coming or the example of someone coming home from a long day at work um, and they grab a beer, they hop on the couch and they turn the TV on. And one person flips through a bunch of news channels and says to themselves, something why is it that all these news channels are displaying the same things for example, the same stories uh aside from there being some big event of course and then the other person just going not even realizing that as they flip through the channels the same uh in this example words are literally being repeated by various uh hosts from around, around the the country
1: right. right so unfortunately when we talk about or, you know syndicated media right we're right no right. longer talking about journalism journalism we're talking about a, a, another form of entertainment and which so that- uses the same marketing cycles and marketing feedback loops that advertisers do this that's is the use of key buzzwords that's the use of, of key timing you know get to a suspenseful moment show you a commercial come back play some theme music tell you that what happened again that, that all firing you know following this kind of and so as 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 an intelligence professional become very biased and like I don't want your opinion piece I don't want your talking head program I want raw information without sensationalism of any kind
0: and if I could say I do
1: not want to be entertained I want you to be rapid fire give me information that's hard concise facts and fact pattern then you can give me your probable assessments then you have to rate those assessments with veracity Accuracy, etc. So
0: you want actionable, um, you're saying give me actionable intelligence.
1: Yeah, or shut the fuck up. Don't talk to me. Either tell <laughs> me information I want, or just shut right. up. Right. And, you know, and, and and I I gotta be careful, not be bitter and cynical, because I I because I, I lean that way, but the other side is the 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 human, you know, emotive rapport piece, which is an important part of of us being humans and being social creatures, right? It has value too. It's right. just that when I process information, I don't rely on that side. Well, I
0: no, can I, can I just say to, to, to support your point entirely, I mean, and I will give examples for the audience, uh, two examples, one on either end of the spectrum, politically in this case, you have had Rachel Maddow from M- MSNBC, and you've also had Sean Hannity and Tucker Carlson, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, taken to court based on claims they've made. And on either end of the spectrum, their lawyers, MSNBC's lawyers and Fox News. They're
1: just the- mirrors of each other. Those right. two in particular are just the same creature. wearing are <laughs> a different colored fur, man. It's just the same creature.
0: Well, and, and then the, the lawyers would argue in court which which this argument always stands as well our client the the TV host that made this erroneous claim or whatever it is, regardless of the political spectrum, they're just entertainers, they're not news journalists or they're not, you know, and this is a claim I've seen on documented paperwork in in court affidavits. And then Correct. The, the judges go, "Okay, throw out the case." Correct. Right right
1: uh and, and yeah and so the rise of the of it the infotainment industry has been the greatest bane mm. to, to I mean the the continued trajectory of the Western world and and part of this is failure to take responsibility so f- here's the thing that, just to leave people with sure. I want freedom I want everyone's freedom right I'm a zealot when it comes to freedom and sovereignty to the point that I, I am an interventionist I do not believe in Oh, let those people solve their own problems. No, fuck that. I'm not gonna let another Homo sapien sapien on this planet be oppressed if there's some way I can stop it.
0: Right. In other words, the school, the bully in the schoolyard example.
1: Whatever. Pick a pick sure. one. Sure, at, sure. at any rate. However, this is what's true about freedom, and this is one of the failures of ufology. Mm. Freedom is a form of power, and power must always be accompanied with responsibility right and ufology has been egregiously irresponsible in the name of freedom
0: and and even infotainment perhaps
1: correct and look I again going back to what I said I'm not vilifying ufology as a no, whole I even entertainment I watch some of the entertainment for some people their way into this is entertainment and that's okay I want those people to be reached right so it goes back to other kinds of doctrine we you know for you know upaya skillful means we speak certain ways to certain people so they get the message right the parables if you will and to people who are closer to the truth in their own personal evolution we give them uh, you know a, a more um refined or realized message right so ufology can be seen in the same line I'm not knocking there are guys I I follow and listen to in this uh industry because it's an industry uh, who I like and I also recognize this sort of entertainers and they're serving their purpose so I don't want to completely knock that right right We see time and time and time again these entertainers that are popular their shows are watched regularly uh and and by the way I don't I don't consider your show part of that because oh you're not quite as big and B you're really dialing you know drilling down on topics Thank you. Uh, in such a way that it's like, as you yourself have noted, a lot of people just, you're, you're, you're over their heads, frankly. And so they get turned off by that. But, uh, but, but at see, any rate, so you've I got... The, your
0: point, That's I, that doesn't deter me uh, in any regard. It just makes me go, okay, there, there there are some people that will not track and so be it. But it doesn't... Right, disappoint.
1: and so there are programs for them and they're, and you are fulfilling the role of people who are right. farther along in a path and think at a different level of fidelity about the topic. But anyways, so we've had numerous instances of a lot of key personalities in ufology who made lots of money right being proven fraudulent and they were entertained by all of these infotainers in ufology and not a word is said about it after the fact and I want to tell those people look you failed to do due diligence you wanted the the clicks and the views and so you entertain the charlatan and now you've said nothing about it after they've been proven false
0: to your that's your
1: responsible
0: Actually, I can tell you, Jeff, to your point, actually, sir, there's, um, there have been many academics, uh, even high level ones behind the scenes that have said to me, Dave, some of them are pondering, considering coming on my show and a select others, few others, because they've said, we want to speak to the UFO community genuinely, but the mediators that facilitate those conversations, a lot of times the hosts, they're infotainers not looking for actual data. And again, there's there's nothing wrong with the infotainers, infotainers side, but if the Raw data implies something that is against the infotainer's uh audience's confirmation bias box <laughs> well this is the
1: thing and, and again I, and so again that I'm I'm an advocate a zealot for individual sovereignty and freedom however right. I also recognize that freedom is power and power must be accompanied by responsibility Ufology must become more responsible
0: or else I couldn't agree more or else it's just going to be dismissed or,
1: or, 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 or the, or the, or the insiders who get vilified. I mean, as you know, we've talked about, it's happened I, to me where, oh, he's a disinfo agent. I'm some old retired guy. I'm not working for anybody. I,
0: hey, I get, of it, <laughs> I get accused of it at least a couple times a week. So trust me, I hear so, you. so,
1: so, you know, that being the case, um, where are they now? Where are the Lou Elizondo's now? they're not talking anymore you know why because they've come to the conclusion that talking to ufology is not useful because it's an irresponsible entertainment industry
0: Mm, so you so you're saying that and i would agree that certain people like yourself people like uh, mr elizondo and many others are more so interested in having meaningful conversations with say scientists albeit those conversations will probably never go public but at least there's progress
1: yeah and i know i've just i've just beat up on ufology again i don't want to knock its good parts
0: right lots of good yeah
1: we're having this conversation now because of ufology um ufology has moved the ball forward i mean there are certainly key personalities within ufology that that have been at this for years decades right and and whose efforts have been invaluable so i don't want to take away from the absolutely stanton friedman's of the world and i never want to take away from their accomplishments right what i I am would like to suggest is, ufology needs to become what more self-aware funny how most of us start saying the same thing Phenomena has been telling us to say become more self-aware
2: right because what
1: is one of the desired instates of phenomenon well my assessment currently is to change the architecture of human consciousness
0: and can can i just say jeff if someone says for example well how do we become more self-aware i would very respectfully say and this is just me take your finger or your mouse, rewind this video to the beginning, and then play it. And then we can argue those conversations, by definition, help create self awareness, perhaps
1: they do. And so one of the things that I you know, to countering confirmation bias, one, ask questions, but start with your side first, whatever side you're on, whatever camp you're in, red camp, blue camp, doesn't matter, whatever camp you're in, question your side, first right i see right right and then work from there you may be the good guy you may be on the right side right prove it first play the devil's advocate to yourself first
0: right i i'm just didn't
1: question the other guys
0: right well brother with that said i want to thank you so much for coming on we're uh we just crossed i think the hour and a half mark and i do unfortunately have another call to jump onto. but i want to thank you immensely man if it's cool if you could stay on after i finish the recording here and is there any last words you wanted to say to the audience
1: no uh it's been a pleasure again i like this show uh I I follow I really am engaged with your line of inquiry even though I think you know there may be little pieces I think you're wrong or, or maybe misinformed because you didn't have the source to tell you differently right right I like the level of inquiry thank you and, and again I I said some bad things about ufology I'm not knocking ufology as a whole it isn't valuable and even the entertainers they still have their value uh, and and I don't want to take away from people who are listening to the art bells of the world, you know, and who are being entertained by it. I don't want to take away from that um, because it is the pathway in for many. who wouldn't have, it's the gateway, the gateway drug. Art Bell is a gateway drug to serious discourse, right? Right. Um, but but I just think we need to become more self-aware. And it's it's funny. We talked about infiltrators. There's unwitting assets, which many of us are. At some point, you become a winning asset and go, yeah, <laughs> this is. Right, right now, I guess me and Phenomenon have shared agendas, so I'm going to say the same thing they'd want me to say, which is become more <laughs> self-aware.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, with that said, men, thank you so very much. Everyone on my end, of course, you know where and how you could find uh, this show and channel. Of course, if you're listening or watching to this, you've already found it. So thank you so very much, brother, and we'll catch you next time. A uh, Happy New Year, uh, Christmas, uh, the holidays to yourself, to the audience. Yeah, you
1: too. And happy and you know, happy holidays to everybody watching this, wherever they celebrate.
0: Thank you so much. All right. Cheers, man. Cheers, guys.